Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my dear friends, fans, and colleagues. No matter where you are and when you're listening, welcome back to Voices of the Sacred Feminine. And just a reminder before we get too deep, uh, Voices of the Sacred Feminine is streaming live at 11 a.m. Pacific Wednesdays. or you can catch us later from the archives at your convenience. We are now on Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. I believe you can find Voices of the Sacred Feminine in all those different places. And uh, you know what? I would love to hear from you. If you have any show ideas, interview ideas, uh, if you want to run commercials about your work, uh, they're very affordable. And uh, you know, if you're having any difficulty figuring out how to subscribe to the show, um, you know, pop me an email at KarenTate108 at Yahoo.com. And if you're new to the show, um, I'm Karen Tate, (laughs) and my guests and I discuss sex, power, gender, religion, politics, with a broad spectrum of visionaries and forward thinkers, women and men from a divine feminine or right brain point of view. Some might not even realize that they and their ideas and values fit comfortably under the goddess umbrella. Some call, uh, call these ideas and values the feminine consciousness or the shift away from patriarchal domination to manifest a much-needed new normal. Um, I'm starting to realize these values uh, also fit into that, um, you know, the, the ascension beliefs. Um, you know, these are uh, all of these issues we talk about here. Uh, they can raise your consciousness, or you know what, uh, even save the world. You know, as a collective. And uh, I, I'd say also they're the stuff Mom probably taught you to never discuss at the dinner table. But um, my advice is, uh, fear not, taste the forbidden fruit, uh, because I believe we have to rethink, reclaim, embrace the age-old knowledge that's been denied us too long. Let's have our voices heard. Let's change the world. Unlock our transformational toolkit and empower ourselves as we learn long hidden truths, you know, uh, from our home altar to the voting booth and learn what denying the feminine face of God, uh, deity, archetype, or ideals and values has cost humanity, especially women. And today, uh, it is my guilty pleasure, as I like to say, I am going to be chatting with myself. Um, I don't do this very often, but I think I'm going to do it more often in 2024, uh, because I like to share some of my own work with you. And today, um, I was going to talk to you about dreams and dreaming and inspiration. And, um, you know, toward the end of uh, my being on the air with you today, I was going to include a meditation. And um, they come from my book, uh, Goddess Calling, which is a book of inspirational messages and meditations uh, about goddess spirituality. And today, um, you know, uh, this dreaming topic uh, really fits into uh, when my husband and I traveled to uh, goddess sites in Malta, uh, particularly the hypogeum in Malta. Now, Malta, if you don't... You know, if you can't place it, 
you know, in your mind's eye, where in the world is Malta? It's tiny, three tiny islands off the coast of Sicily. So if you imagine the boot of Italy, you know, dipping down into the Mediterranean Ocean, and the, the toe of that boot sort of kicks Sicily. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty close. So it looks like the boot is kicking a ball, which is Sicily. And if you go to the east of Sicily, well, you find those three little islands. And the temples there, uh, the standing stones that are still there, you go Google it another time, not right now, um, they are older than uh, the pyramids. Yeah, a uh, pretty impressive place. And it's where the sleeping lady of Malta was found, and uh, she inspired my research into ancient dream practices, uh, like dream incubation, and also uh, contemporary dream research. So I'll share with you a little bit of all of that that I um, you know, collected uh, you know, over the years, and and I'll talk to you a bit about my experience at the Hypogeum as well. Um, you know, in the research that I did uh, when I published my book, Goddess Calling, and uh, and I hope you will stay around for the meditation afterwards because it's a sleeping goddess dreaming and inspiration meditation. So. Um, you know, get comfortable, go grab a cup of coffee, a glass of wine, whatever uh, whatever you want to do, <clears throat> fold the clothes, you know, wash the dishes, uh, whatever you do when you listen to the show. And um, uh, I wanted to tell you that uh, I missed you last week. If you're a regular listener, you know that uh, Dale Allen was supposed to be on the show. Uh, she's an incredible foremother in God of Spirituality, and she goes back decades like myself. I think we started out around the same time uh, in the 90s, in late 90s, I think. And uh, she has a one-woman show called In Our Right Mind. And um, the right the R-I-G-H-T part of that title, uh, refers to our right brains, but I think it also refers to um, right as opposed to wrong in our right brains. And it's a one-woman show about um, goddess and the divine feminine and, um, and, you know, how it can help change us and also um, has information in there about uh, how we can use it to uh, change our lives, to help men, in our lives, um, you know, who've also been affected by patriarchy. Anyway, uh, the first time she was supposed to be on the show, um, a few months ago, we had a national um, broadcast that went out across the country at the very time the show was supposed to start. And uh, that just um, prevented us from being able to get on the air. It was so weird. So we had to reschedule. And we rescheduled to last week, and then the storms happened, and that interfered with us being able to get on the air. So we're going to try one more time. Uh, we're going to do it in March, the first uh, Wednesday in March, because we figure, you know what, the third time's the charm. So if you've been waiting to hear uh, from, you know, about Dale and hear our conversation, uh, you're still going to get the opportunity. You just have to be patient, wait a little longer. And um, I'm really sorry for those things that were beyond our control but eh, you know it's life <clears throat> we have to be flexible uh, you know especially with technology you know that's kind of just the way it is 
So uh, just a little bit more housekeeping before uh, I get into the sharing about the dreams and the um, dreaming and inspiration. Um, I want to tell you, uh, because it's right upon us, tomorrow, tomorrow is uh, the talk that I am giving in a nationwide webinar with Mayor Cromwell, uh, who is going to be my guest next Wednesday, by the way. Uh, her and I are talking for about an hour uh, with Q&A afterwards about what is goddess spirituality. You know, maybe you've asked yourself questions, you know, what is goddess? Where is goddess? Um, you know, what is it all about? Why is it important, especially to women? Uh, so <clears throat> Mayor and I really come from very uh, opposite ends of the spectrum, so to speak. Uh, she's more of a mystic. I'm more of a scholar, right brain, but I'm also a priestess and have been doing this sort of work in the community for decades. So we're going to come together and chat with each other about um, our two different very uh, relevant perspectives, and I think you might find it to be an interesting conversation. And um, uh, if you want to find out more and you don't already have the information because uh, you're not on my uh, newsletter or following me on my Facebook page, uh, do right now go to Facebook, Karen Tate or Karen Tate Author, and scroll down to you see the picture. Uh, I think it's kind of a lavender pinkish uh, color, and it's got uh, a goddess right in the middle, and uh, it tells you how to uh, sign on for the webinar. Uh, you go through Eventbrite, and you don't have to listen tomorrow, but it will air tomorrow at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Um, and as long as you're registered, you will get a link, and you can listen later at your convenience. So don't feel like uh, if you can't be there tomorrow, oh, well, you missed it, because that's not the case. You know, just like the shows here, um, you might miss it live, but you can always catch it from the archives. Now, I don't know how long the link is going to be good for. Um, that's something Mayor and I <clears throat> uh, will mention tomorrow, uh, or maybe I can post that somewhere. Uh, but I do know you don't have to be there tomorrow exactly. I'm sure the link will be good for at least days or maybe even weeks um, you know, after the show uh, airs. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's an important piece of information, very relevant, because that's happening tomorrow. And um, if you're in uh, the Grants Pass area of Southern Oregon, uh, my uh, new group uh, called Women Weaving the World uh, starts tonight. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. It's a women slash goddess group where we're going to vision and share and empower and do uh, different uh, ritual modalities and um, uh, just having, you know, have a really good time with other women in the community uh, to uplift each other, nourish each other, um, and, you know, really try to embody the values of goddess and so that's going to be starting up uh, tonight it's the fourth Wednesday uh, of every month and uh, that will happen at serendipity healing arts where we also do a goddess thing uh, called all things goddess the second Wednesday 
of the month as well. So you can catch us the second Wednesday. You can catch us the fourth Wednesday. Um, I take part in the second Wednesday uh, with two other facilitators, Elisa and Vajra. And um, this one tonight, the fourth Wednesday, um, I'm going to be co-facilitating that with an assortment of people that are going to rotate in and out. Um, so if you're in the area, if you're listening to this, keep that in mind for tonight as well as in the, the months to come okay and uh, one more thing and uh, then we'll get on to uh, you know the dreams and the dreaming um, I want to tell you about an incredible retreat that's happening uh, it's on the divine feminine app if you want to go see it um, you know plug for divine feminine app here which you've heard me talk about on the air so important to uh, have it uh, to find your local and uh, national and global goddess oriented events retreats podcasts um, circles all of that anyway um, there is a retreat coming up in southern Oregon in uh, Sunny Valley uh, to be exact at the Sunny Valley Resort and it's happening May 31st to June 3rd let me tell you how the organizers described this women retreat what we envision is a strong community of women of all ages races and walks of life coming together around the sacred fire to share our stories receive support heal and grow into our next best evolution we welcome you to this inclusive community and empower you to take time to invest in yourself come with us as we embark on a profound journey of releasing revitalizing and realizing our true potential immerse yourself in the supportive embrace of mother nature as we engage in the art of letting go of what no longer serves us to create space for the lives we have always dreamed of our program is dedicated to revitalizing your mind and body through nourishing practices that foster holistic well-being we're committed to providing you with tangible wellness tools and guidance to help you not only envision but also realize your dreams empowering you to manifest the life you truly desire join us at the renewal retreat and embrace this opportunity to create lasting change among a supportive sisterhood of women together we will embark on this journey toward a more fulfilling and purposeful existence so um, that is the renewal retreat in sunny valley uh, Oregon May 31st to June 3rd and if you want to find out more uh, please reach out to one of the organizers Kate Bostwick and her email grab a pen grab a pen or play it back later C-A-T-E B-O-S-T-W-I-C-K Kate with a C Kate Bostwick at gmail.com or like I said go to the Divine Feminine app and look up retreats and it is already listed there okie doke um, well now finally <laughs> thank you for your patience um, I hope you've been comfortably listening um, I want to share with you uh, it's from my uh, goddess calling book about dreaming and inspiration and the hypogeum and uh, the wonderful goddess temples in Malta 
These tiny Maltese islands located just south of Italy are home to the oldest megalithic freestanding stone structures that exist on Earth today and designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site. These intriguing structures, many of which resemble the shape of a woman's body, predate the Egyptian pyramids and Stonehenge. One famous artifact found in these ancient sacred sites, the Sleeping Lady, is thought to be representative of the goddess religion practiced on the islands. Discovered in the enormous underground labyrinth-like structure called the Hell Cephlini Hypogeum, which might have once been a sanctuary and later a necropolis, the Sleeping Lady is as much of an enigma as the location in which she was found. Because of amateur and shoddy archaeological practices being employed at the time, let me stop right there for a minute. You know, when archaeology first came into being, it was a hobby for rich men. And they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, some of them did the best they could. Some of them did better than others. This was a place they didn't do so good. They didn't keep good records of where they found stuff and the context in which they found stuff. So. Um, it's left things a bit of an enigma. Uh, so uh, because of the amateur and shoddy archaeological practices being employed at the time, the sleeping lady was found, uh, but definitive scientific evidence is lacking about the exact nature and purpose of both the sleeping lady and the hypogeum. But many theories abound. Having visited uh, several of these women-shaped temples, as well as the underground hypogeum, I can personally attest to the sacred energetic that still exists among the ancient stone structures which seem to activate an intuitive remembering. This is particularly true within the womb-like hypogeum, built in the fourth millennia and composed of three underground stories, three stories high. One is flooded with emotions being within this incredible holy site, particularly when the ethereal echoes of sound begin to reverberate within the space. While some believe the hypogeum was used as a tomb or to practice the chthonic or underground mysteries of goddess, the suggestion of the pose of the sleeping lady leads many to believe this was a sacred place used for the ancient healing art of dream incubation. Now, if you want to Google the Sleeping Lady of Malta, uh, you can. Um, do it later. Um, but I'll tell you, she looks like a woman laying on a couch. She looks like she's asleep. Very uh, intriguing artifact. Uh, this was an early uh, heal dream incubation, was an early healing modality where the divine would intercede and lend guidance or inspiration while the subject was asleep. The Sleeping Lady of Malta found within the hypogeum was hardly the only example of ancient mortal and divine interaction. That inner voice, that divine guidance, those whispers that inspire us to act or create, entered the psyche of our ancestors in various ways. In ancient times, <clears throat> these messages arrived in a dream via a disembodied voice or in a vision or as an idea. In the Old and New Testament, these dreams of divine self-disclosure were called visions of the night. Physical appearances or manifestations of a deity uh, were events of a theophany or an epiphany. 
Ideas of divine guidance or revelation might also be called epiphanies. In writing to their congregations, we have evidence of apostles who have had visions of goddess while they were awake. Yes, I'll repeat that. (laughs) In writing to their congregations, we have evidence of apostles who have had visions of goddess while they were awake. In Greece, Asclepios and Hygieia, god and goddess of healing, were seen in visionary dreams by those who came to healing temples for treatment using the aforementioned ancient healing art of dream incubation. After fasting and purification rites, the sick would sleep in the temple overnight in hopes of receiving divine guidance to cure what ailed them. Dream incubation was also practiced in sacred temples by the Chinese. Native Americans went on dream quests where they would go out into the wilderness, fast and pray as a rite of passage, and in doing so, hopefully receive divine guidance. The ancient Egyptians also believed through the power of dreams they might receive messages from their many gods and goddesses. The dream time is an integral component of the culture of the Australian Aboriginal tribes who believe the connection between the physical world and spiritual consciousness is reached during dreaming. These dreams shed light on their own inner landscape as well as inform about ancestors, history, fate, and culture in the past, present, and future simultaneously. With the onset of science and our disconnection with nature, less and less faith and belief has been put in such methods. Today, occurrences of divine dreams and visions might be seen as as unimportant or silly. They could be viewed as flights of fancy, neurosis even, hallucinations, or as wish-fulfilling. And with some patriarchal religions rarely encouraging this personally empowered directly to the divine source or the divine knowledge of gnosis, such methods might at best be discouraged and doubted or at worst feared and interpreted as evil. It it has been well documented what obstacles must be overcome before an apparition is accepted as real by the Vatican. Could it be too many of us have stopped believing in dreams and visions? Perhaps we may have consequently severed or weakened that vital link to our God-Goddess self or that gnosis that lies buried within. Many people do not attempt to remember their dreams or give any credence to these glimpses we're given. Could we have gotten too sophisticated and big for our britches? Might our ancestors in a simpler time have been more in touch with the divine? In more contemporary times, the sleeping prophet, Edgar Cayce, was famous the world over for his dream interpretations. He once said, quote, Dreams, visions, impressions to the entity in the normal sleeping state or the presentations of the experiences necessary for the development if the entity would apply them in the physical life. These may be taken as warnings, as advice, as conditions to be met, conditions to be viewed in a way, and manner as lessons, as truths, as they are presented in the various ways and manners." Casey believed the information he received in these dreams was from two sources, the subconscious mind 
of the individual for whom he was giving a reading, and the etheric source of information called the Akashic Records, a sort of universal database for every thought, word, or deed that has transpired in the past, present, and future. On the other hand, Sigmund Freud theorized that dreams were a, re a reflection of human desires and were prompted by <clears throat> external stimuli. He and Carl Jung believed dreams were the interaction between the unconscious and the conscious. Psychologist Joe Griffin believed dreams were metaphorical translations of waking expectations not acted upon during the day to quell their arousal. He believed dreaming activated the emotional arousal, freeing the brain to be fresh each day, sort of like cleaning one's palate between taste tests. Carl Sagan considered dreams neuro neurological waste products with little subjective significance or meaning. However, he believed REM sleep served an important survival function <clears throat> in that being deprived of this state of REM uh, for more than five days can cause hallucinations. Many psychologists believe dreams can help humans understand their subconscious thought processes in an attempt to overcome <clears throat> psychological difficulties. Contemporary researchers in the field of dream work and parapsychology are once again using dream incubation techniques as they revive the ancient healing practice. There is no definitive answer on dreams, whether they might be divinely inspired or not, if they can aid in predicting the future or healing the sick, or if they give insight into our own psyches or provide a direct connection to the source. Perhaps the best approach is not to question too critically this source of creativity, inspiration, vision, and imagination, or any safe means that allows for personal growth and illumination, we can look to dreams for insight and contemplate the messages, yet never relinquish our free will to make our own decisions without turning off the flow from the spigot of our dreams. Good advice comes from Carol Coleman when writing about Yi, that's Y-H-I, goddess of light and creation. She states, unquote, to bring life to the myriad of future creations waiting within, we must first acknowledge their absolute existence and believe that we can make them emerge through our own efforts. Remember, there is magical possibility in every crevice of the cave. It only waits for our light to release it. If we ponder the gifts of our ancestors, and honor the blessings we have now, the internal and external landscape of our world will be lush with life. Well, that was chapter two from my book, Goddess Calling. And uh, in a minute here, we're going to uh, start the Sleeping Goddess of Malta, Dreaming and Inspiration Meditation. I'm going to give you a minute to uh, get comfortable and, um, you know, get in a good place to be able to... Um, feel and experience that meditation and uh, while I do I'm going to let you listen to um, uh, Joe Carson and uh, her project Dancing with Gaia Come on, 
Let me say a few things about Joe Carson's film, Dancing with Gaia, an exploration of Earth-based spirituality shot at sacred sites around the world. Here is Drusilla Pettibone on Dearmist.com. I was truly touched and even awed by the film. I really appreciate that there is so much substantive information to digest. For example, the info about hinges and tracing the horizon line is all new to me and totally fascinating. The film was very beautiful and I was amazed how it was able to capture so many of the descriptions visually and seamlessly connect vintage footage with modern. I especially loved when images were dynamically superimposed on each other, like the lace with the water and the dancing in the flowering meadow. A visual feast and with so many layers. I am also pleased to have been introduced to Monica Shu and her work. It's so important for pagans to become aware of our heritage. It seems easily lost among so many new books, and the film really brought me home in a new way. Dancing with Gaia is available at dancingwithgaia.com. take a second here before we start the meditation and thank uh, the musicians that uh, kindly lend their talents and uh, music to the show. Uh, As you know, I usually close the show with an homage to Sekhmet, the lion-headed Egyptian goddess, and uh, that closing is by um, Abigail Spinner McBride. She's an artist from Nevada. And um, also uh, Diva Haley, uh, she is another. Uh, I often play her uh, cut called Narayani, and it's a beautiful uh, rendition of Ancient Mother. You probably remember it. It's, uh, it's not easily forgotten. Alea Deo is another one. I play her piece called uh, Awaken. And today um, I open the show with uh, a cut called Breath of Passion, and that's by another group out of Nevada called Zingaya. Zingaya. Um, all of these folks have really good stuff, um, you know, uh, you know, variety in um, in style, in content, and um, you know, if you're looking for something new, uh, check them out. Abigail Spinner McBride, Diva Haley, Alea Deo, and Zingaya. And thank you, ladies, uh, for uh, enhancing my show with your beautiful music. All right, so it's time to get comfortable and uh, get into that place that you go, you know, when it's time to go within. Focus your attention on your third eye, if that's how you do it. Breathe in and out, in and out. Maybe take the breath in for three counts and then breathe out through your mouth. Do that several more times, breathing in and breathing out. Let the distractions of the mundane world drop away 
They're not important in this moment. Prepare yourself for a sacred journey. Allow, allow, allow peace and serenity to drop over you like a veil. (sighs) So you have finally arrived in Malta. You have come here to continue your quest to seek out life's mysteries and what they hold in store for you. No grand cathedral or elaborate structure holds the keys for you this journey. Instead, you choose to explore these small islands hardly discernible on a map. No matter though, for as long as you can remember, you have been drawn to make this pilgrimage. Now here, the hair on the back of your neck is standing tall and you can barely contain the rush of adrenaline shooting through your limbs. The ancient stone temples shaped in the form of mother and daughter have been unceasingly calling to you. Now as you actually stand on the sacred landscape, you hear their call ever more loudly as their voices blend and call out like sirens of old. Their silent lure, heard only in your heart and mind, conjures vague memories of a time long past when you may have been a priestess here in a past life. Perhaps you once performed sacred rituals within the womb of these structures of the sacred feminine, teaching about the mysteries which seem just beyond your grasp in this life. Yet, the connection between you and these oldest standing temples is still discernible. Now that you are actually here, that sacred cord connecting you and this place pulses with a new vibrancy, even if the images of the past had been but hazy blurs in your deepest dreams. You have felt driven and yearned to experience once again the intimate darkness and energy within the womb of the mother known as the hypogeum. It is here the sleeping goddess of Malta was found and you suspect it is her voice that has been calling to your subconscious mind. Having left the impeccably clean cobblestone streets with a row upon row of whitewashed stucco houses, each adorned with their unique and ornate door knockers, you are finally here once again. You hesitate for a moment and take a deep breath in contemplation before entering within this much-anticipated and long-awaited underground space because you understand the profound significance. You are about to cross the threshold between mundane and sacred, past and present, conscious and subconscious, and enter within the holy body of Gaia or Mother Earth. Casting any anxiety aside, you are unable to wait any longer and you step into another world. Inside, walking in the dim light, you can see the walls surrounding you 
and you remember just beyond and below are sacred chambers that hold a memory of a time past that is yet to blossom again into its full potential. You relax in the cool, peaceful stillness, and suddenly you have the sensation that you are an embryo gestating within a living womb. Your life and all its possibilities are still before you. As you open your mouth to give voice to your bliss, you are startled to hear its tone within the sacred labyrinthine chamber. You hardly recognize the magical qualities of its sweet song. Barely having comprehended this magical delight, you suddenly are distracted by a mist that appears from the darkness of a recessed niche within the chamber. As you watch in awe, the mist takes the shape of the sleeping goddess upon her altar or throne or couch. Her body seems to expand and contract as she lies in silent slumber. As you stand there mesmerized, you notice her form is shimmering with a silver hue that seems to transmit thought. Wide-eyed and amazed, you realize she is communicating with you to help and guide you. As your minds touch, you recognize her and know with certainty it has been her trying to reach you through your dream time. With every breath, she instructs you to go deeply within yourself to that vast, limitless container residing in your core. She wants you to reflect upon the ideas and vision that live there and to acknowledge that which inspires you. You must have faith in your ideas and aspirations. She assures you that despite this time of uncertainty, when your life path may not be clear, you must trust in your divine guidance and gifts. You recognize now when you hear her calling or see the sleeping goddess, you are being reminded you have been going astray and you are out of sync with your destiny and true purpose. Seeing her is a sign to listen to the guidance of your dreams. You are to seek your muse, guideposts, or inner healing by allowing yourself to hear the revelations born in the knowledge that incubates in your deepest self. Listen and trust your divinity within. Be willing to hear your own intuitive voice. Having come so far to make this journey, you now know that when you feel lost or empty, you can always return here in your mind. So take a moment. Breathe deeply again. Go within to the womb of the hypogeum. Get a refill. Reconnect. Hear the ancient voices of wisdom emanating there. Allow the shimmering silver radiance 
of the sleeping goddess to envelop you and help you find your way. Hmm. Take a moment. See her there reclining on the couch until she drifts away. Ah. As you exit the hypogeum, you put your hands together in a gesture of prayer and bow your head in thanks to the sleeping goddess for her awakening you to your dreams. When you are ready, open your eyes, shake your hands and feet, make circles with your ankles, say your name out loud, Take a sip of your coffee. Fold that next towel. (laughs) Speak your name aloud again and return to the sacred space where this all began. Well, I hope you enjoyed that message and that meditation. There's more like that to be found in my book, God is Calling. I hope you will pick it up. And... uh, Just to give you an idea of what's in store uh, for the rest of January, Uh, well, that's not much more January. Uh, Our last Wednesday uh, is uh, Mayor Cromwell, as I mentioned. She's going to be with me. Uh, We're going to be talking about weaving a global divine field of healing. Uh, She is the woman I'm doing the webinar with tomorrow. Uh, Please go check that out at um, uh, Eventbrite. And then uh, when we come back in February, I'm going to have a show with Deborah Perdue on gratitude is your superpower. Also, um, Robin uh, Korak is with me to talk about her book on Demeter. And um, then on the 21st of February, I have a producer with me. Uh, she actually created a six-part Uh, docu-series about goddess and uh, we're going to be talking about that it's airing uh, now it can be found um, on Vimeo Uh, you can uh, watch it uh, for purchase Um, and we'll talk more about that Uh, six episodes I think it's $45 for all six and on the 28th of February uh, we're going to be talking uh, with um, Shelley Enteen about um, the life of a Druid priestess in the Celtic Dark Ages. And then uh, the beginning of March, as I said, Dale Allen, we're going to give it a third try and try to get her back uh, to talk about her, her one-woman show uh, in our right mind. Well, friends, um, thank you so much for tuning in with me. I know you probably hear it all the time. It's become a cliche. Uh, Podcasters and people who have shows of all sorts say uh, they sure appreciate you tuning in. Uh, But I really do. Um, I'm not saying they don't, but I really do. I appreciate your listener loyalty, and I love hearing from you. So please do reach out. Uh, you can go to my website, uh, karentate.net. You can email me from there. Uh, you can also uh, pop me an email at karentate108 at yahoo.com. Uh, and I like uh, getting your feedback. 
All right, so uh, we're going to close, as we have been, with our homage to Sekhmet, the lion-headed Egyptian goddess that encourages us to have strength, fortitude, courage, uh, to set healthy boundaries, to say no without guilt or shame. All right, here we go, Sekhmet, Lady of Tenacity Manifested. We honor you. Bye for now, everybody. See you next Wednesday. Have a great week. And if you're in Grants Pass, hope to see you tonight.